Well, welcome everyone to another episode of the Generic Podcast. Today we have two very young, talented people on the show, Keelan Gant and John Hanna. How are y'all doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Thank you for having us. Hell yeah, man. I'm I'm really excited. I, I you know, there's quite a few um, like young and up-and-coming filmmakers that um, are showing interest in this show and just like a whole bunch that are just like popping up on TikTok and um, Instagram lately and so like I'm super excited because I remember you know when I was making my my first film with a couple of my buddies it's such an exciting thing right because it's like I don't know how to do this let's go ahead and do this or you know like we'll try this kind of thing out and like it shows that y'all are really putting a lot of effort into what you're doing and so like before we get you know really into all this kind of stuff i just want you both to introduce yourselves and and uh, what got you in the horror and kind of like where your your journey has started and kind of led you to this point all right john you want to go first yeah um my name is john hannah um i'm from texas i found out about this movie uh i was doing a blood drive and keelan approached me he liked the way i was talking to him and uh like marketing the blood drive and selling it being a good spokesperson and keelan said uh hey i think you'd be a great uh spokesperson for this movie or uh somebody uh, great that would help me with marketing so i started off as helping him with marketing uh getting content and then it just led on to a, a role opened in the movie and uh keelan presented to me the opportunity and i couldn't turn it down in the movie i played brian matthews it's uh, Josh Park's best friend in the movie, and I'm a little bit of a mom and boy in the movie. Get a smart kid. My name is Keelan Gant. I'm the creator of Night, and I play Josh Park in the movie. He's kind of a kind-hearted, goody-two-shoes in a way. Try to lead people in the right direction. Try to be a leader, but not, not quite. Not quite a leader yet. Uh, kind-hearted young boy. What would y'all say it was like something that like if you had to nail it down to just like two or two or three, maybe like four films that kind of inspired the creation of this film? Does it, does oh, it come from films or, or or is it more like games or or books or, or is it just kind okay, of... Okay, so... In, 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 pre- this question. <laughs> in, in, pre- in previous podcasts, I've gotten this question and I tell them pretty much the same thing every time. The main... Inspiration is Scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, another inspiration is kind of like the short film version of Lights Out. I'm a big fan of Hereditary. Uh, Night is kind of a psychological thriller, and the parts of like, I, I was really inspired by the the feel of that of that film. So uh, I put some elements of that in there, kind of made it my own. There's also this film that was shot entirely on iPhone that's also a psychological thriller by the title of Unsane. And uh, I think it's really a really good movie. Uh, it's, it's really story-based. Like, you really need to pay attention to it and watch it. And those are the inspirations. Like, this movie is going to be really graphic, but uh, I am trying to make a compelling story in this film. But yeah, those are the inspirations. So what is, what is like the um, the main drive? Like what it, what was it that like really got you to the point where you were like, okay, like I'm gonna 
draft this out? Like, was it something where you initially were just like, oh, you know, it's be a full length film, or is this something where you like made like some concepts and like started off that way? Night started off as a, a fake trailer. Like I, I used to make YouTube videos, and I decided to make this random trailer, and it was actually titled The Night originally, and it had an entirely different plot. Uh, everyone looked different. It was years ago, so the you know the cast looked different. It was different people in the cast. All I had was like an iPhone X or like an iPhone SE to film. I thought you could just point a camera and record and it'd come out good, but it was awful. It, it was awful. I decided to look up videos on how to make a film. Uh, composition, editing, sound design, color grading, everything there is to know, I've tried to learn. In a nutshell, obviously I don't know everything, but uh, I think I, I made drastic improvement from the first draft of the night i didn't really like the duh i wanted to make it shorter kind of sweeter so I, I just decided to go with night um and it was originally supposed to be pg-13 and everybody was like, you can't make a pg-13 horror movie i was like oh okay so decided to uh get props i started making props and doing stuff like that and so now we're out trying to make the goriest horror movie of the year so a lot of people will say that the, the i feel like their main drive with practical effects is generally because of budget budget concerns do you feel that the going like the practical effects route um makes more sense for the way that you're doing things than than visual effects as far as like cgi and stuff or um what what is like the main aesthetic there for you I do think it would make more sense to make them because uh, my goal is to make it realistic. Mm. So with that being said, everything needs to be accustomed to how people look like. Uh, we're we're going to try to do a cast to someone's head. Uh, never done that before, but I know it's going to look way better than just buying a styrofoam head and painting it to look a certain way. So I feel like it will make the result better as far as like making it accustomed to the film <laughs> i guess uh i want more drawing effects I, all of this i made uh there is some stuff that i purchased like uh we have an animatronic and i just like made over it like i just bought bought it and then just put my own stuff over it to kind of like make a combined look as far as visual effects I have looked into uh, having someone do the visual effects. Mm -hmm. I was able to do some uh, with like green screen and kind of like rotoscope and some stuff, but I'm not a visual effects artist. As far as that, I feel like mostly everything is homemade. Everything I made myself and uh, built. Yeah, so I mean, it sounds like pretty much like everything that y'all have been doing. And this is like an, one of those things um, uh, that I was talking to um, a couple a couple of the guests that I've had on the show before. Um, and it's something that you pointed out as well. It's like, you know, when you, when you first start filming, you put something together and you're just like, man, I, you know, I figured we'll, we'll do the angle from this way. We'll get the we'll get the shot and it'll come out nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. you really quickly learn. It's just like, oh, man, like we can't we can't just do that. So. Um, how how much of the 
experience that y'all have uh, gone on in this journey? How, like, would you say that it's pretty even between actually making the film and learning, or is this more of like a larger learning curve and then going to apply what you learn afterwards? Because you guys are pretty close to finishing up the film, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, about, well, I wouldn't say pretty close. We're about almost halfway. So, uh, uh, better progress than I thought I would, I would get in the first half. But, uh, I would say it's off and on. Like I had to learn a, a lot about filmmaking. Uh, so I took kind of a break from the film, just like learning how to do, uh, make the right angles and edit more and things like that. I learned how to write a screenplay, stuff like that. And then I, I went into production. So we went into production, but I'm still learning. So that that learning part is coming back. Like I learned, I started, now I'm learning some more. When this come out, I know it's not gonna be the best film ever. I, I know it's not gonna be, you know, something super crazy, but I want it to be something that inspires people. We're making this on a phone. We making we're making this off of very limited materials. I want to show people that they can make movies out of nothing, literally nothing. I want to scare some people. I want to throw some very nice visuals, and who knows? It, it may be like the next big thing. But uh, I know it's not going to be perfect. I know once it comes out, I'm going to think like. I should have did that, or maybe I should have did this or that. But it's a learning process. Hopefully, uh, whenever, if, if a sequel qu comes, like night two or something like that, hopefully it's 10 times better. So that's really the goal is to inspire and learn along the way. What about you, John? How's it, how has this uh, process been for you? I mean, from the conversation, it, seems, it sounds like, you know, you. You, you, you hadn't really had much experience uh, doing any kind of filming or anything before you were approached. So has this been um, a, a new experience for you or is this something that you're, you've experienced before? Uh, yeah, definitely a first. You know, the thought of acting in a movie and I, uh, I, kn I knew Killing was serious. So he told me he had an Instagram account. He showed me uh, a lot of the things that he already had and uh, I knew he was serious and I mean, acting acting is just one of those industries, like one of those uh, careers where you watch it as a kid and you're like, man, I want to do that one day. And it's just one of those things where, like Kima said, you never know. It could be the next big thing before I know all my name's out there. I mean, I guess that's huge. I mean, as far as behind the scenes, um, I have to give a lot of credit to Keelan for the hard work he's been doing. He's the one staying up, doing all the editing. He's the one educating himself so that when it's time to film, he knows he has a clear vision and all he needs to do is just, okay, like we'll, we'll have our lines memorized and all that obviously, but he just needs to tell us um, like what to do. And he has such a good vision. He's a, a good leader, good communication. And I think that this movie will pan out to be something good. Like I said, uh, just one of those things that I've always wanted to do. And now that I have an opportunity, uh, I definitely want to take advantage of it. Yeah, and so you said um, initially that you had started off doing some of the marketing. Is that something that you still do, or is that has that become more of a, a group effort for everyone? Well, Killen was already filming the content at first. I was just coming along to give him more ideas. Uh, uh, me and Killen, we uh, got some posters out, 
like if the show just hung them up around the school we had to take them down sadly but uh that was just something getting it out there now i'd say it's more of a group group effort because uh keelan's on tiktok a lot more than i am and i'm on instagram a lot more than he is so it's one of those things where if we catch a trend on one platform or he catches something like we just uh talk and say hey we can do this trend something like that and um it just goes from there yeah i I know the marketing has changed a lot i think since at least the time that i was in school and then you know a lot for um people that are more I would say experience in, in filmmaking. You know, it used to just be you make the film, you make some trailers, you put them out, and that's it. But I feel like now with social media, um, especially with TikTok and Instagram, which I feel is like where most, like most of the content that I consume, um, and I feel a lot of other people consume right now is in between those two platforms. And uh, I think one of the interesting things that you're you're pointing out is how you know it's like so keelan is is more active on one and you're more active on the other you know it's like two heads are better than one and um you know i I see some times where like people will just have one person doing everything and so it's like they're missing a lot you know and then it's like you'll see in the comments somebody will be like yeah like why didn't why don't why don't you jump on this trend or like you know like you miss a great opportunity with, with this so having the both of you on two different platforms and kind of collaborating that way i feel um not only opens the door to hit a broader audience but it helps you all kind of see like what people are looking for and i feel like that kind of like cross promoting is something that um is important for more people that are either up and coming or you know folks like y'all that are you know you, you guys have pretty much your whole lives ahead of you and you know you're putting all this effort into um filmmaking now and it just shows other people that are around your age like like you said keelan like oh yeah like this is something that you know you can make bare bones you know like you got to start somewhere and i feel like a lot of a lot of times when i talk to um younger people and even people my age that want to make films like that's one of their biggest mistakes is like it's like they want to see they want to see just the end result but it's like as soon as they start filming, they're like two, three weeks in. They're like, man, like we actually it's like it's, it's work, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so one of those things like you can't talk about the movie if you haven't seen the trailer. Right. Right. So be, I guess like between making the trailer. So you guys have um, that, that first trailer out already. Are there going to be like I, maybe once you get close, because you said about 50 percent. So are you planning on doing like another trailer or like how how would you say makes the most sense for y'all moving forward to do um, more advertising just as far as using um, film footage and everything? Okay, so uh, we're looking to get a studio behind night and hopefully get a theatrical release. So with that being said, I'm making a, a proof of concept video, kind of like a short film version of the movie to kind of catch their eyes, see if they're interested. Uh, so there should be a proof of concept coming out soon. After that, there should be a, another trailer and then finally the last trailer and then release. Two more trailers on the way. You mentioned something um, that I always thought was really cool and something that I'd noticed when I was in school that people just didn't take advantage of that wanted to um, do stuff with film and you said that you had one of the the teachers that had been helping you out are yes. they they're still working with you and, and giving you some different pointers and everything and yes yep uh 
we we use this uh, software, Premiere Pro, and uh, I'm used to using like different small editors. And Premiere Pro is like a, like people make movies on that. Like that's a big editing software, and so I did, I needed some help on how to use it. And my teacher's been helping me out, and we filmed some parts for the movie. He's in the movie. He's helping me film the movie. So uh, yeah, everything is going good. So what would you say are like some of the the, the bigger hurdles that you've encountered, um, the both of you, uh, and then uh, like what are some ways that you you found to kind of just tackle those issues head on and uh, resolve them? So the biggest hurdle for me was to get everyone to show up to film. That was a very difficult process. You know, some people gotta go to work, some people gotta go out of town, some people gotta do this and that and do that. Some people busy with their own stuff. So that was the biggest issue. You know, some people's cars were messed up. You know, everything was, there was a lot of problem going on. We originally had an entirely different cast. Everyone was different except for me. And uh, that didn't work out because one of the other main characters ended up moving. Everyone else kind of became distant. So I made this newer cast that you'll see in this movie. We had another character that couldn't make it on time. Another character that didn't show up at all, like never show up, not, not once. So it was getting very frustrating, frustrating for me. I'm trying to get this movie out before we graduate, which we graduate this year in May. So it was tackling, it, it was really tackling the situation. It, it was really hard to uh, solve this problem. But I realized that if you want a good film, a decent film, you can't rest. I'm trying to take my time. And so instead of just holding on to these people to play these characters, I just decided, I said, you're cool, we can still keep in touch, but I have a movie to make. I need someone else that can actually show up. And it was a decent exchange. It wasn't any drama or anything. It was like, okay. And so we have two different people um, playing the roles. Like uh, John, he was actually one of the on-set crew members. Yeah he, he, yeah, he was operating the camera and he was uh, doing the boom mic as well and uh, yeah so now he's playing one of the main roles and stuff so what really helped me overcome that problem was just knowing I need to take my time that don't rush don't wait you got a movie to make time isn't gonna wait for anyone like as you're waiting as you're not filming time is still going by everybody getting older everything is happening so I just had to move with the time. I had to realize to slow down, take my time, use my time wisely. And if it's something I couldn't do, I had to find a solution to that problem. You know, it sounds like I first thought filming the movie with your friends sounds good, but then everybody has their own vision for how the movie is. They want to be the main character. They don't want to get killed off. Um, exactly. There's just so many, like, you ever heard the expression, too many cooks in the kitchen or too many chefs in the kitchen? <laughs> Everybody thinks they're cooking up, but they're really not. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously, 
it wasn't gonna be all rainbows and flowers and daisies. I, I mean, one of the characters that was gonna get, he's like, no, 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 don't kill me off, don't kill me off. And it was just one of those things, like, now like I how I looked at the whole plot. Yeah, hey, it, it yeah. just makes a whole. They didn't want to accept that. that. I was the director. That's. I think it's one of those things, like you just have to take into account that you're not the one working extremely hard on it, like he is, and you're not the one that watching all the videos, keeping yourself informed, taking the filming class that Keelan's taking. It's just all that that goes into it. And I get it. Everybody wants to be the main character. Everybody wants to stay alive. Everybody wants to get a lot of screen time. But I mean, at the end of the day, there's just a bigger picture. So that's just how I was looking at it. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's one of the, the kind of big issues, right? It's like when you're when you're working with a bunch of people, you know, between the the assistant director and the director, you know, that's one of those things where it's like you kind of have to to look at people when they're coming up with these things. And it's like, I, I, I there's a difference, I think, between like suggestions, like, you know, um, I've heard sometimes, you know, people will be filming, it's getting late and they're just like, oh, well, you know, like we need to finish this shot. But like, you know, the lighting's not right now. Like, what if we like instead of this angle, like what if we try like doing something else? It's kind of grinding, you know. It's kind of like uh, I, don't, I don't know if either of you have seen uh, like Hell's Kitchen with Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so all these people they came to to eat this food that you know Gordon and whoever else has put together. And it's one thing if somebody comes up and and you know to, you know every now and then they might say something to either like Gordon or one of the other people that are just like hey like this actually like is cold that's that's something where it's like okay we'll we'll go back you know it's like and if you sitting there and it's like you you done a take like twenty times and something's not working then it's just like okay now we got to do something but it's a little bit different when they're going up and they're just like I don't like this dish because you did this this and this why don't you make it this way and then Gordon's just like fucking serious <laughs> like. <laughs> It's one of those things where, um, like, everybody that's on the cast, everybody that was on set, either in front of the camera or behind camera, I mean, everybody pitches in regardless. I mean, yes, and you're absolutely right. There's a difference between um, suggesting something versus just, like, making yourself known, making your idea heard. Like, there's a huge difference. And, um, I mean, I guess that was also part of the problem with how they were trying to get their idea. They're like, hey, no, I shouldn't. Instead of suggesting that... Um, something different happened uh, they were just putting in and I mean not only is it not professional it's just I mean it's not cool that's just yeah it's like when, you, when you're going up and you're just like I don't like the way that like and, and, I've, and I've seen that before in different movies where people are you know like behind the scenes or whatever and they're like oh you know so and so got into it because you know, like you were saying Keelan like somebody would be like I don't want my character to die and it's just like well you didn't write the script I'm like yeah. The whole yeah. You agreed to playing a character. <laughs> right. You said you wanted to play the character, didn't you? Right. It's like, <laughs> you did script before we got to this part. And, you know, like, because there's a lot of people out there that are, just, that are like, they just want to be in a movie, you know, and it doesn't matter if their character dies or not. It's the fact that it's like, it's a, it's a journey. It's an opportunity. Yeah. Right. right. So um, I think like one of the, one of the biggest things and, you know, I, I'm curious to see um, how y'all, um, perspective has changed from the beginning to like where you are now um but it's like a lot of people it's like they want to be in they want to be in a film and you know they want to they they want to see themselves in it but it's just like yeah cool well now you need to know what your character is doing you need to read the script like you know like y'all are putting in the work and and learning how to do all these other things but it's like sometimes you'll get people that 
are they want to be in the movie but it's like outside of the script it's like they don't want to do anything and it's just like <laughs> you know it's like then you kind of you know then you, you start learning those people skills where it's just like okay well this needs to happen and this needs to happen and it's like if those two things can't happen then we need to figure something else out you know so yeah how, how has that been since like the the beginning up until now and because you said you've been you know like with all the different things where you, like people have moved um and sometimes people are coming up with like some like basically script changing ideas has there ever been something that has like taken you aback or anything like that where you're just like oh like you know we could tweak this a little bit but you know we still we still have to move forward like we can't do all these kinds of changes and everything there is something actually uh but it's kind of like uh, it might spoil the film. It does have something to do with one of the characters. I guess this is like um, two two big things here. Um, one, uh, and this is something that I really like about indie film, is um, not so much the main characters, but what is driving like the the villain. And so in this one, it seems like it's a little bit more. Like, is it, is it more creature-esque than it is, like, a person, or...? I'll say, uh, in between. It's the unknown. You don't know. It is. Exactly, uh, yeah, you really just have to watch it and find out, but, uh, it's something out there, that's... So there's, so there's a bit of mystery to the, to the psychological terror, right? So, so is it... Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who is it? What does it want? Why does it do this? Those type of questions. So is that something that had been accumulated from all the other um, villains from the movies that you you've watched and, and the ones that you like you gave examples of? Is is that more where that idea came from, or is that more of an original creation? And like the rest of it is like okay, these are the things that I enjoy, but this is the the story that I want to tell, and and you know it's a little bit more on you versus taking it from something else. Okay, well, uh, I will say, I feel like everything is inspired somewhat. Uh, there was very, very small in inspirations of other slashes, but uh, I would say it's mostly original. Uh, me and my friend, my friend that uh, plays the killer, Cameron, he plays the killer in the film, and uh, he's, a, he's a big fan of, uh, of slashes. And he wanted me to just record him. And he was just walking in the shadows. And I got this shot where he was walking and you could see the outline of his body, but you couldn't see his face at all. And uh, I was like, let's make something out of that. But it was completely separate towards night. And then I made the fake trailer for night. And I was like, wait a minute. And then, yeah. The, the character was born. So uh, it's it has small hints of other slashes, kind of like uh, the Creeper from Jeepers Creepers, Jason Voorhees. Uh, I noticed, like this wasn't really a inspiration, but later today I noticed that the character has a slight similarity to Mr. X from the Resident Evil franchise. But uh, other than that, it mostly, the original character, 100%, I would say, or about 85%. So, yeah. 
And so one of, one of the big things that a lot of people um, have pointed out, you know, especially like, you know, all the, the different people that have been reacting to what y'all been doing over on, on TikTok is that it's made entire, is it entirely on cell phones? Like you guys aren't using anything else. It's just kind of like what y'all have immediately available. In the previous podcast, we said we were going to use phones and an actual cinema camera. That was the plan, but that ended up not uh seeing it through uh for budget reasons i'm just using the iphone 14 but also for creative reasons uh it was originally about me not being able to get uh, a cinema camera because if i was gonna get a camera i wanted to get a good camera not just you no know, basic sony camera or anything like that i wanted to get an actual like when you film it looks like a movie like i, I wanted that and those are like three thousand five thousand and that's before the lenses and all of the other accessories so i said the best camera i know the best cheap camera that i know is iphone 14. so i got the iphone 14. i got this phone Totally for filming, for filming. It honestly works really good with editing and stuff like that. But uh, it was mostly the camera quality. I did have to get some accessories, like some lenses and a, a gimbal and stuff like that. But it was way cheaper than any like cinema camera setup. Uh, I mean, I was thinking about renting cameras, but I just couldn't do that. I, I didn't know how long we, we were going to be filming. So, uh, we are filming entirely on iPhone. Uh, someone was telling me, uh, don't do it if I'm just trying to do it for like the publicity. And uh, honestly, it's more just because that's what we have. To be honest, I think this footage looks really good to be on a, a iPhone, honestly. I think this footage is incredibly nice. So uh, with that being said, I'm just using what I have and yeah, you see how it turns out. You know, and I think that's that's one of the, you know, sometimes people will be like, oh, you know, like, you know, like you can't do this or you can't do that. You know, it's like they're setting all these rules and everything. But it's like if you're already going ahead and like setting all this stuff up and everything, you know, I, I think one of the things that people forget, and this is a, it's a key that, that both of you brought up, is like you're you're using what you have at your disposal within your means you know it's like you're not you're not going broke just trying to do this whole thing you know it's like yeah would it be nice to have those, those nice uh nicer cameras and everything to have that is yeah but it's like you got to start somewhere being in a film class also gave me a little bit more uh equipment to work with i did have access uh to actual cinema cameras when I got into that class, but I was already deep into the idea of using just iPhone. So I wanted to keep it simple. Uh, it won't look it won't look horrible. It won't look bad. It's a solid film visually. I did the best I could with all my filmmaking knowledge. Got the angles right, the lighting right. Got some lights like this light on the ceiling. It's uh, for filming, color grading, everything. I know how to make it look good. So with like the sound um, engineering and design and everything like that, is that you're, are you guys running all that through phones as well? Or like how, how is that getting um, put together? Doing my filmmaking, 
or editing, I always use phones. So this actual equipment that I have, like I have like a phone mic and stuff, but it's very difficult for me to use. I ask my teacher how to use it and stuff. So uh, mostly, for the most part, I will say it probably will be through the iPhone microphone. Uh, the real dialogue heavy scenes will be used with the actual microphone hopefully. But uh, like the dead space, like if it's just like outside or if there's no dialogue, I'm just gonna use the regular iPhone microphone and just put sound effects in myself, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be probably like half and half. It, it may be just um, the iPhone microphone, depending on how it turns out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think people discredit phones a lot as, as far as like what they can do nowadays, you know? So yeah. I'm liking the fact that that's the route that you're taking. It's like, like you said, it's like at one point, it's like you did have access to, to other types of camera and other types of technology. But, you know, I think that's one of the, the, the biggest things, regardless of whether you're making a game, regardless of whether, you, you know, you're you're making a film or writing or anything. It's like you got to use the resources that you have. That's like um, this morning, actually, I, I was reading an uh, article. I don't know if you guys play video games at all, um, but there's oh, yeah. a, a world that just came out and it's basically like um, it's, it's basically a Pokemon game, but like there's like guns in, involved and like all sorts uh, of craziness. I think that. I heard of something like that. Yeah. And so in this article, they were talking about how um, the people who made the game, they've never made a game before. And like they, you know, they all had their day jobs or whatever else. And um, they came together and they wanted to make something that people would enjoy. And I think that that's one of the, the big things, especially with what y'all doing. Um, you guys are making something that you enjoy doing, you know. Um, and so I'm curious, uh, John, for you, because, you know, you're the main character here in this and the, the, the lead actor in this film. What has been like the most um, enjoyable thing for you um, going through this process? And then um, on top of that, what has been the most um, challenging for you? I just want to st specify uh, Keelan is the main character, Josh Park. Um, so, yeah, one of the uh, coolest things is um, I've got to build a close relationship with Keelan. You know, uh, we've gotten closer as friends and uh, he's helped improve my a little bit of acting knowledge. Started uh, calling each other by our movie names. So he started uh, calling me Brian and I've started calling him Josh uh, just to get a little bit of method acting in there. Uh, just to, you know, build into those um, like roles more uh, realistically just so it doesn't come a little hard like oh hey josh you know i wanted something like hey josh like i want it to be something smooth sound so normal another cool thing that i'd say is i get to really see behind the scenes because uh, like you said people really only see the end result but they don't see all the time and uh, all the time and effort that went into the actual acting part of the movie and that's uh just as important if not more important because i guess uh, people love to see a good behind the scenes so and i guess that's what we're what we've been doing it's just behind the scenes acting talking about marketing editing getting podcasts just trying to get the name out as much as possible you see like uh some 80s movies will have like random tidbits of like behind the scenes footage that they put at like the end of the movie or something like that but like bloopers yeah, it's like it's like bloopers, you know, like friend, like 
kind of like friendly, like haha moments or something like that. But I mean, social media has really opened that door to, to a lot of people, which is another reason why I'm glad to see that there's so many young people that are, are really hopping on to, okay, bare bones, let's get into it, make this movie happen. Like this is a vision and everything that we want to do. But having having that insight you know being on the, the podcast and putting up all the different kinds of things on social media and being able to see like oh like dude, like these people are serious like these are things that you know it's not just for ha-has and you know it's like if the main movie comes out and like i said you know like at the end or whatever and you get the bloopers it's like no we get to see like oh well that that's how they did that it's one of those things like how bad do you want it? how bad do you want to make it happen and uh, are you in it to win it probably uh, it's just as important so with 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 all that said, uh, just as far as, you know, it's like we covered um, practical effects, kind of like the stuff that has inspired the film and the different characters and everything. Do you feel that and, and this and, and, you know, we can cut this out if it's not something um, that you're aware of yet or don't want to say. But do you think that there will be a part two tonight or will it be um like in a, in a different timeline or, or universe or something like that? Or are you guys just going in a completely different direction after this one? I mean, um, I'll give my opinion on it. Uh, I, can, uh, I, I guess killing it. I mean, I'll give my opinion on it. If we're speaking uh, realistically, um, we're in high school. We're about to graduate uh, this year in May. So, like, after this and then after summer, I mean, basically everybody else is just off to college doing their own thing, really. Yeah, if a night two is coming... It won't be until four to five years after night one releases. So we're looking at like, that's even whenever we start filming or start wondering, like night two would just then get brought up. We'd just come out, we'd be out of college. And so we'd just be, okay, well, I mean, the movie's cool, we want to get back to it, but we have to, you know, focus on um, now we're out of college, now what? So it'd come like really later down the line. I partially agree. It, it really depends on the plot of the second movie. Like, it, it may be like one of those movies where they're on a Zoom call the whole time or something like that. Probably not, but it really depends on the on the on the plot. It's what I'm trying to say. In the circumstances, I do want to go a different route. After this, I want to dabble into like comedy, adventure, sci-fi type of uh, genre uh, because uh, the horror I, horror is, is my favorite genre there's some disturbing stuff in this movie very disturbing and uh, I just want to open my mind to some fresher better genres better atmospheric settings I, I want to dabble into more of the family movies I guess but I am looking to make a bigger better sequel I'm, I'm willing to I, I'm looking to make this into an entire franchise. I want to get it. I, I, I want to get into at least like the third night. It may in there. It may not. But the goal is to get at least three movies in the same franchise. At least a trilogy. So it's what I'm hoping to get. Uh, I'm I'm gonna really take my time on it. Uh, make sure everything is is right. Make sure. I improve on the things that, on the mistakes that I make in this movie. Uh, the plot is probably going to be, it's probably going to have new main characters, either new main characters or all the characters that survive are going to be 
older in, in this movie. Like grown-ups have their own businesses, may maybe like celebrities and have their own talk show, and then this presence come back once again, and they had to deal with it again uh, while they're older. I I don't know something like that. But uh, yeah, that that's really the goal after this film to kind of like dab onto a different genre and then come back to it definitely and so it sounds like you know we're going to be getting quite a bit more from you as as the years go ahead it's not it's not just the the, the one and done film oh no no i i want to be a director and actor i want to be the director that actually acts and actually is a good actor so uh i'm looking i'm looking to make some great films along the way i have some other horror movie ideas that are really nice in my opinion in my head i think it'd be really nice to bring it to life whenever i'm ready and who knows i i may make another horror movie right after night i'm trying to make like a, a found footage film and those are extremely easy to make when it comes to shooting at least uh all it is is like shaky camera movements the whole time so i mean it'll have more substance to it but it's literally just someone vlogging and screaming the whole time so it'd be pretty easy but yeah you said you made scripts uh, maybe we can work on something to future i don't know so with all the the stuff that we've talked about because i feel like we've covered pretty much like all the bases of you know like what you all have been doing and um kind of like what the movie is about and what people can expect. But one of the things that I like to do on this show, uh, I will come to a close before all the plugs and everything, is just to really do like, not so much a deep dive, but but more of like a critical hit kind of point of either something that y'all have learned, you know, something important to share to like other people that want to do um, the same things that y'all have been working on doing or some kind of like major issue that came up and a way that you found to deal with it. My advice would to be if you're making your own film, contact as many people as you can. Uh, the way I did it was I went into Instagram and I put hashtag horror podcaster, hashtag uh, horror content creator, hashtag horror, whatever, upcoming horror movies. And then the accounts that I see, uh, I just give them a copy and paste message, the same message to everyone, depending on what field they're in. Uh, if they're an animator, uh, I've been trying to hit up animators to uh, make an animated promotion for the film. They get the same message. Uh, podcasters like you get the same message. People that dabble in VFX or poster arts, poster arts, they get the same message. So uh, just make a professional message, copy and paste it, save it in your notes. Contact as many people as possible. Even the little accounts, like the person with 10 followers, 20 followers, a thousand, whatever the case may be, hit them up, contact that person. You never know, just because they have a small following doesn't mean they don't have connections. You may talk to someone that know this person, that know that person, and that person might know someone even bigger than that. So make connections, network heavily. We have a uh, another podcast on the 25th, so Thursday, hopefully. Uh, it may get rescheduled, but uh, we have a podcast with Bloody Discussion, the uh, production company. We're gonna be on their podcast and I actually contacted 
the host for their podcast. They contacted Bloody Discussion and uh, they told them about the film. They said that they need to know more about it before they can take it in and stuff. So that's why I'm making this proof of concept and hopefully they like it. They usually take films after they're fully finished, but uh, they may take it just from the proof of concept. It's extremely rare, but it's not impossible. So I'm taking my chances with that. Anybody that does anything similar, take your chances. You, you never know when something may come up. You never, ever know. Like my film teacher, he's edited, he's edited real other like real movies, and uh, he's helping me edit my movies. So it's like I'm getting a lot of a lot of help. I I can't do it alone. Uh, and yes, I, I guess I am the head of this operation. Like I'm the director, writer, all of that, editor, or main editor, and stuff like that. But uh, you know, filmmaking is extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. Uh, you may have some good runs, like you film for only a few weeks and get the whole film done or something like that, depending on what it is. But most of the time, it's a year's process. It's making a script for some years. It's filming maybe for a year and a half or something, editing for months, marketing. It's a very long process. People telling me, uh, you've been making this movie for three years you've been making this movie for two and a half years, three years, all of this. I'm like, it's a long process. I'm still in school too. Like I don't have free time all to myself, but I've been trying to get this done as much as possible. I'm actually going to be filming a little bit after this podcast. Uh, I, I just been trying to get all the solo scenes out the way. So the scenes where it's just me or scenes where it's just like, the woods or like the sky or I've been trying to get all that knocked out so when we group up and uh, start to act together and record dialogue we just have the hard part well, I'm doing all the easy parts first so we can just get into the difficult parts because I, I really like we're not actors right? I'm we're not quite actors yet the acting isn't going to be perfect considering we're all friends I feel that the dialogue will be, be very natural we're trying to improve. I'm hoping to become a great actor along the way. But the biggest thing is get people that are serious, get people that can show up and network. You do all those things, it don't matter if you're filming on a toaster. If you can make it look good enough to watch, it doesn't have to look like Avatar or anything. If you can get it to look good enough to where someone can watch it and tell what's going on and actually have some interest then you have a good film. It, I mean, you can film on an MP3 player if it had a camera. My point is, you can make anything out of nothing. This little bucket, I know people won't be able to see this, but this bucket of dust is literally just shredded paper and fake blood. Like, that's all that is. You can make anything out of nothing. And the whole point is to do what you can do. You can't control, it, you know, I would love to get a hundred million dollar budget, a big production company, uh, A-list actors, but at the moment, I can't do that. So I'm doing what I can do. And that's the whole point. You show that you care and you never know. I, I may make a film with Will Smith for something in the future. You never know. So my advice is to stay encouraged, network, find the right people and find out what you need to do. Because once you get it done, you're gonna feel a lot better. 
those accounts that have those little amounts of followers that aren't that I mean, you never know where, where they're gonna be your movie could just finish you check back up with that account like you could be done filming you check back up with that account they could have like a hundred hundreds of thousands of followers and be verified like you never know where they're gonna end up either so um it's never you want you never want to just blow the little guys off because you never know where they're gonna end up having a schedule too is also very important i recommend uh start like having a schedule that's also huge just because um if everything is done in a timely manner and uh, every session to shoot or like shooting session is uh, thought out, it should be a productive sessions day in and day out anytime that you guys decide to film. Scheduling, I think, is one of the, the the biggest make or break things, you know, if like you're just trying to wing it every single day. You meet up and it's just like, okay, well, what part of the script are we working on today or where are we shooting today? It's just like, well, how do you not, you're making a film, but it's like, you don't know if you even have permission to shoot at places. Like if you're doing like on shoot locations, there's been so many times where I've talked to somebody where they're like, oh, I was trying to make a film and we showed us about this spot and we were filming and they and they kicked us out. It's just like, well, did you get permission to film there? Like, did everybody even know that that's where you were filming at? You know, it's like, if somebody shows up and they think that, you know, you're doing X, Y, and Z scenes and they're at one spot and you're at the other spot, you know, because you don't have that that schedule, man, like just that alone can throw a wrench in a lot of stuff. So that get us. That's a big one. It's the little mistakes that have the easy fixes that can save time and lead to increased productivity and increased productivity just leads to um, like it, it means that the movie is closer to being finished. Just something was done right that day. So. It's the little things uh, that matter too. You don't have to be, not everything's gonna be perfect. And you also just have to learn to roll with those punches. I guess that's one more thing I'd also add. Nothing's gonna be perfect. You won't have the perfect conditions. You won't have the perfect people. But if you, but if, like Keelan said, if you pick the people that are serious, that are willing to put time aside for something like this, a project like this, you should be good to go. You'll just have to roll with the small punches uh, like scheduling. Maybe you'll have one day, hey, I can't come to filming today. And then everything's caught off. Those are just punches you gotta roll with me. You gotta keep your head up high and stay true to the goal. Yeah, because at least then, so that that's one thing <clears throat> is when somebody like say somebody gets sick. That is one thing where scheduling for anybody that's listening and has listened to any other uh, other podcasts where I've had filmmakers on. One of the real big important things about scheduling is say somebody like with the example that you had, somebody calls in and they're sick. Well, if you can look. At what scenes you have if there's ones that you haven't done yet and you, there's a way that you can do it that day and you don't have to worry about that person being there because they're not involved then you can just hit everybody up and be like okay we're gonna do the shoot that we were gonna do on saturday that's gonna be the shoot that we're gonna be doing today because so you know so and so is sick um and so then you can just take the shoot from saturday and switch it up with the shoot that you're doing on that day um so that's like another huge thing with, with scheduling where it's just like it, it helps so much just in wrapping everything up is there anything that either of you are excited about that's coming out anything that you want to plug that you're working on and then um where can we find you at night official movie on instagram and tiktok and then i believe we're on youtube too it's the same thing on youtube right Keelan? just night official yeah it, it, it's all the same uh tiktok youtube instagram uh we're hoping to get a twitter soon maybe a letterbox not official movie all one word no spaces um and we should pop up right there uh the logo uh it'll just be like a, the word night in um like transparent font it'll be red and black yeah on youtube it's uh 
it's just a black screen with like dripping blood making like a, a silhouette. Killing has a poster of it. Killing has a kill the shoulder poster, right? It's just like blood making a silhouette. Well, thank you all for both coming on the show. I'm really excited to see where this project goes. And hopefully, like you said, you know, you're trying to get it out by May, right? Or before? Um, yeah, by May. Realistically, it may come out maybe a month or two after. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are trying to get in movie theaters. Now, we're really trying to look for a wide release. If that doesn't happen, we will be in like some select theaters like mom and pop type of theaters around Texas. So if anyone is around the Texas area, when that time comes, we will uh, give the address and, and things like that. Streaming services is going to be out on Amazon Prime. That's the goal. If this production company or studio picks us up, we may get a wide theatrical release. But for now, it's only going to be like select locations, mom and pop theaters, family owned businesses. All right. Well, y'all have a good one. And uh, can't wait to see where this whole project comes alive, whether it's, you know, nationwide or, or just here in Texas for now. And... You have a good one as well. We do have a GoFundMe. Uh, we raised some money. Uh, we still need like uh, more money for props and, you know, animatronics, practical effects, stuff like that. Uh, promotion, we're trying to get merch out and things like that. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Generic Podcast. All the links, if you were interested in Night, will be down in the description below. Until next time, y'all continue being the amazing people y'all are.